Take it away, little John. No, just a minute. Okay. Uh, <laughs> From skeet, the window skeet. to the wall. What the heck? Got any big what plans, Joe, heck? for the weekend? Kenny, what are you doing uh, this weekend? Minding my own business. Skeet, skeet. Frataloni's. What are you doing for my birthday tomorrow, Kenny? You know oh, who else right. has a birthday on your day? The traveling Tom Lyman. Does huh. he? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. He's older than I am, though. Frataloni's. Uh, uh, I don't know. Probably. I would imagine. Frataloni's? Yes. Frataloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1,215, December 22nd, 2023, 53 degrees was the high on this day in 1890. Might that be at, 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 at risk today? That I'll record. say. Huh? Yep. And then on this day in 1983, it was 20 below. And I'm not done. Uh, oh. Tomorrow, December 23, when the local hysterians are telling us we might break a record, We'll have to top 58 degrees from 1888. 58, damn near 60 in 1888. Oof. And the Christmas Eve record, which could be uh, under attack this year, the Christmas Eve record is 47 degrees in 1909. And the Christmas Day record, which also might be threatened this year, is 51 degrees in 1922. And I'm pleased to tell you that I've got a pretty good history here of brown Christmases. Uh, I, 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 I experienced a little derision when I mentioned that to you before the show, but I think you'll find that interesting. Hmm. Brown brown Christmases. Hail the flashlight, King. Yeah. And Here now, from the mayor's Click. office above the boathouse <laughs> on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Why? You might be interested to note that since 1899... Should there I be been, writing this down, or is there going to be a test? There's going to be a test. There have been 36 brown Christmas days. Huh. Since. Huh. It's about, oh, it comes out about 20% of Christmases are brown Christmases. And I'm only mentioning all this because you know the hysterians are really gearing up to tell you that this has something to do with the hysterical use of minivans. But this, uh, this is not uncommon. In recent history, Minnesota has had six brown Christmas days, meaning days with less than an inch of snow on the ground over the past 17 years. 2006, 2011, 2014, 2015, 2018, and two years ago. Huh. 2021. Those, these have been brown Christmases. Andrew. Yeah. Uh, setting apart this Christmas day from others, the Metro is set to see near-record heat on Christmas Day with high temps expected in the low 40s. But as I told you, uh-huh. uh, for Christmas Day, they'll uh-huh. have to beat 51 degrees established in 1922. Hmm. Two years ago, I remember being snowed in. Yeah, I couldn't go to North Dakota two years ago because of Well, I'm weather. sorry. I'm telling you what I found from the National Weather Service. He can't help you with your horrid memories, Okay. I don't recall two years ago what Christmas was like. It was one I'll never forget. Maybe um, it was up north that it snowed to beat hell. I don't know. 
I just ago. don't know. Two years ago, it was very snowy. I am. Uh, yeah, I remember the. It, John, had, are you are you on this? John, get on. I'm, this. I'm, I'm trying to look right. We now. had snow from the window to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> the national. It's all over the interwebs. Yeah. The National Weather Service Twin Cities office posted a graphic Wednesday that shows the past seventy years. Uh, how the past 70 years in the Twin Cities have measured up. Not including 2024, obviously. Minnesota has endured snow-free Christmases 14 of the past 20 years, about 20%, and the last one was two years ago, 2021. Huh. And here's the chart. See the chart? The little Christmas yeah, trees? I see the chart, yeah. And, for example, uh, 19... 1958 was a brown Christmas, 1965, 1967, 1977 and 79, 1986, and 1989. Okay. Uh, Sounds good. 1997, 2006. 2011, I remember because I had an old MG, and I got it out on Christmas Day with the top down, and we all took festive rides. What year was that? 2011 was that. I don't. If you can't remember two years ago, I don't think I trust your memory for 2011. Yeah, but it was, you know, I'm, I'm remembering it because of the car part. Uh, I don't remember the weather. Folks, if you're on the town council, um, you have complete access to us. Text us or email us your date, and we'll find out whether it was a brown Christmas <laughs> or a white Christmas. All the way back to the 1900s. 2014, 2015, yep. 2018, classic. and 2021. Yep. Last year we had a white Christmas. I was dreaming. Yeah. So it's a. I only offer this information so that GLers are prepared at the family dinner table with the large succulent ham from Grunhoffers okay. just waiting to be torn into. Mm-hmm. That this will come up as an evidence today's must be, or, or Christmas this year must be evidence of climate change. Well, first of all, the climate always changes and always will. Yep. Nature's whimsical. If you don't think you'll get payback for this stretch of weather, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, last April we had 14 uh, feet of snow. Uh, I, I thought this was gifted to us because we had to put up with last April. Uh, could, but then uh, nature will not let us off the hook. We'll pay for this. No, this is payback for last April. Okay. So this is evening uh, things out. Yeah. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration recently released an interactive map, Ken. Huh? Inter- an interactive map that you can look at. I'm paying attention. Showing the historic probability of Christmas Day arriving with an inch or more of snow on the ground. Their data spanned only 30 years, showing Minnesota, of course, as one of the states with the highest probability of having a snowy Christmas. The southern half of the state gets one about 70% of the time, and it's about 90% of the time up north, as we call it here. Up mm. north. We was over north, smoke of weed, you know how we do? NOAA's data shows that in the past 123 years, there have been a total of 36 Christmases in Minnesota without snow or just a trace. Hmm. I, I hope that is helpful to you. And I, I always like to uh, be helpful when it comes to this. I have two items. I, I caught about half of that. Could you run that I, by me again? Yeah, and I am more confused now than I've ever been, to be honest. What's to be confused about? Uh, is well, it brown? I can't get Is it white? Past the fact that two years ago, I 
got stuck in my own driveway. Well, I can't help you. You were up north where 90% of the time you have a white Christmas. Here in the southern climes. You are asking me to believe stuff that disbelieve. How's your phrase? You're the one that coined it. Well, I'm asking you to disbelieve your own eyes. Yes. Yeah, but this is this is the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. This isn't me. That's a commie organization. Well, they're playing into my hand if they are. Now, <laughs> for our non-Christian believers, we will do Hanukkah. Is well, it we've blue had, or we've is had, it white? We've had some brown Hanukkahs. Okay. Yeah. What John, are you finding, Johnny Height? 24th, 2021, the snow cover at that point was 17.8 inches. On December 24th. I don't know what that means. I have no idea. Well, it means that somebody's wrong about 2021. Yeah. Go to your uh, go yeah. to your newspaper uh, website that's, that you have. That's what, I, that's what I'm on. I'm on oh. the weather page of the Star Tribune, December 24th, 2021. 2021. Uh, snowfall at Minneapolis Airport, 24 hours, uh, zero inches. Season to something i can't read it 17.8 inches well then the 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 government agency the noaa screwed up that damn government see what the the hell Mm -hmm. (laughs) do you think they did that on purpose wanting us to believe that it's become an ever-increasing problem Ooh, could be i have two items on the flag go joe uh an ex-military friend of mine said, there's something terribly wrong with the flag, the new Minnesota state flag. Okay. It cannot be displayed upside down. It doesn't make any difference. And oh. you need to display up flags upside down when you're in distress, peril. when you're in peril. Hmm. And if you look at the flag and you flip it upside down... It just mirrors. It's it's a mirror image of itself. Ooh. Hmm. Um, I You told this to me yesterday, and I thought... How many people right now would even know what that meant? Well, my neighbor does. He flies uh, his flags upside down. Uh, probably on the committee, the redesign committee, Chris, I would think not anyone. Wait, wait, wait. He's Russian. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> he he flies his flag upside down, which means he's in peril, and you just ignore it but observe that it's upside down. It's, like, it's like the ghetto over there. I'm not going anywhere near that. Got a stove in the yard? Oh, it's worse than that, my Old toilet bowl. Oh, boy. Yeah. The flowers coming out of Rusted it. Chevy. The animals graze in his yard. Mm. Well, yeah. that's kind of neat. Yeah, that's really... Then neat. I got a note. I got a note from Steve Norenberg who writes, I, like most garage logicians, agree with your comments over the past few weeks about the removal of the previous state flag by the radical left. Let me stop right there. I, I I was not necessarily opposed to a new state flag. I just wanted a better one. Hmm. But what? we did. I didn't mind that they wanted to redesign the old what? state flag. What? I just wanted a better one. If they were going to come up with one, let it be worth the effort. Well, the what I, they came up with is not like worth a, anything. A random Tetris game. Yeah. I. Or, okay. I did not see genocidal implications in the old flag. I just saw a farmer and an Indian. But the the dark-souled among us have seen insidious things in that flag. Some DFL legislature from Coon Rapids or something blew a stack and said, we got to redo this, and the bing, bang, boom. The next thing you know, we got this flag that you can't even hang upside down. 
Yep. Now, uh, then he figures, uh, he writes, I thought you might enjoy this post that I found on social media. Instead of telling you about what I don't like about the new Minnesota flag, let me tell you what I did like about the old Minnesota flag. Okay. I like that it showed me the year 1858 when we became a state. 1893, we adopted our first flag. The 19 stars showed Minnesota was the 19th state to enter the Union after the original 13. Our state flower, the beautiful lady slipper, the star of the North, which is our motto, the Native American on horseback that proudly took care of and named so many of our 10,000 lakes and our towns, the farmer tilling the land, and, of course, the water. Sometimes you just need to leave things alone. I've I've already received in the mail two of the outgoing Minnesota flags. I might I might order more. Not only are they neat looking, but they're going to become, you know, the kids of the kids I used to have can take it to Antiques Roadshow forty years from now <laughs> and make a fortune. From what I understand, everybody's selling out of them. They're yeah. hard to get. At they're this hard point. to get. I got two big ones. Yeah, um, I too have a couple hey now, of them. Um, that Alamo flag thing in Burnsville Center is closed. Yeah. What do you mean closed? Th- that store. I mean, they're out of business. It used to be a store. They're, Kenny they're just got a flag from them. You must have gone it. You must have been connected via internet because the physical store. I went down there to see. You did? Well, I had other stuff to do, but physically, Burnsville Center is a ghost town. I've never been there. Well, there's talk. Isn't there talk that they're going to turn it into a completely something unlike a mall? I have no idea, but I, I remember I when looking. I was looking on your behalf, and I think Virginia kept coming up, Matthew. Virginia? Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, I, the, the, if you go to the Alamo site, it sends you to a like Flag USA in Virginia oh, or wherever oh, it is. Okay. All right. We just right. couldn't get it for Christmas, so I won't be able to get it to them. I just put the the shopping oh. expert on the case, and she went to Amazon, and bing, bang, boom, yeah, I, had, I, I had two flags arrive by mail. But I don't have time now for Christmas. That was too late. So. Well, I didn't I've do it one. for Christmas. Isn't there a flag store across the street from the halftime wreck? Where's Energy, the halftime Energy, wreck? Energy Park Drive. You're going past I don't know. Gabe's by the park. You go over Lexington. I don't know. And then on the right, before you get to the cemetery... There's a can't there help when the Amazon truck comes to the Sushiri estate. Does it always maintain the same path, or does he try no. to? No. Well, like first of all, while. they, first they of have all, a belt Chris, system. Yeah, he he backs up the driveway, ah. then he gets out his two wheeler, <laughs> right? And then an assistant rolls up hey, in a different Amazon van. Here. I'm at the point where I'm in the driveway now, waving them off. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying no, no, that's enough. <laughs> Keep moving, pal. <laughs> I have a sad note. Oh, and I don't remember this. Hello, Joe and Rookie. Hello, Joe and Rookie. Good start. Well, I think he means all of us. I'm sure. A few years ago, you read a poem saluting a fallen sailor. I want you to put your thinking cap on. I have tried to find it on the internet, but have not found it. We lost our mother on October 26. She was a longtime GLer. Then our father died yesterday to liver cancer. A man who never had a drink in his life died of liver cancer. Dad served in the Navy during the Korean War and was very proud of his service, as were his children. I would like to read that poem at his funeral. Any help would be greatly appreciated. Todd Ratcliffe, member of the Royal Order of 21sters. I, I, don't I remember re- something about that, I don't but I recall can't it. I pinpoint. don't recall it. 
Would it have been something that came up during one Veterans of our Day? one of our remembrances of the F. Scott Fitzgerald? I think maybe around Veterans Day, possibly. <clears throat> I'm sorry, Todd. I don't recall that poem. And if you looked on the uh, internets, I think I probably won't, because I'm sure you looked up prayer for a Paul, uh, prayer for a fallen sailor. Well, those two dates are aren't they back to back? The the fits and, and the eleventh. Yeah, yeah, the fits and Veterans Day. Are, well, I'm sorry about your loss. So naval. That's tough going into Christmas. You lose my and dad. I'll see. Yeah, that's really tough. Poem for a naval fallen naval sailor. I'll look up. Hmm. What other kind of sailor would there be? Ooh, that hurts. No, I, you're right. There's there's commercial sailors and merchant sailors and navy sailors and. Are we in a break? Back to brown Christmas. I think we're still on. No, we're not, Kenny. All right. I'll send this to you so you can have it. It's the uh, it's the colored Christmas trees. Some of them are white, meaning we have a white Christmas. Ooh, we could put it in the fridge. Some of them are absent any snow. That means you're having a brown Christmas. We'll show the kids. Mm-hmm. Did you see the picture of the presidential jet Air Force One with the UFO hovering over it? Yeah. I said at the beginning of 2023, this would be the year when we would have breakout UFO. We'd, we'd know more. Mm-hmm. Uh, that hasn't necessarily come true, but we're still awaiting the big reveal that I might call it, the big reveal. We've gotten more information in 2023. I don't think there's any doubt that something's going on. Right. But we haven't had yet the big reveal. So I'll cling to my uh, my uh, uh, prediction and say maybe that'll be 2024. Okay. Because you can't keep hiding a UFO hanging around Air Force One for Pete's sake. Right. You can't. And uh, we're... And I, I think that I think what would snap this country to attention would be a large extraterrestrial vehicle of some sort about the size of the United States planted over the United States with whoever's in it on a loudspeaker saying your time is up. And we, we would come to our senses pretty wow. quick. <laughs> pretty quick, wouldn't so. we? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think what we do is we yeah. say ten. Yeah, uh, instantaneous. So. Did you see this Tucker Carlson story? You know what we'd do? We'd start firing twenty twos at it the way the natives down in in uh, in the rainforest they see a plane and they shoot arrows at yeah. it. You know, I think we're going to need a bigger. Fire <laughs> I think arm. we're going to need a bigger gun. This, this you, is the plot of many fifties movies and, and books, Joe. Well, I know, and I think it'll snap us out us. of our. It'll snap us out of our lack of attention to how drastically we're losing our society. <laughs> mm-hmm. What did Tucker um, Carlson say? It's on the hill, and I have yet to click on it. But the headline <laughs> is Tucker Carlson on UFOs. Too dark to share. Um, Grouch. He's a government guy. The government has killed people for trying to go public. Really? Well, I have never said a word about them. I don't believe in them. I think the government's in control. <laughs> oh, and I have no, like I have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> Holy crap. No idea. Uh, the big reveal. Let's have the big reveal. All right, the big reveal. You know, what do they think? Let's say the government does know something. Are they afraid? Of course, we are pretty stupid. You know, like in Chicago, you're all in the dumbass classes now. 
Do they think that we're not capable of handling this news? I think I think that's it exactly. I think they're afraid of mayhem, that we're all just going to go nuts and stop Panic. paying our mortgage. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe and that's it. Stop paying our bills and start looting. I know I'm going right to looting right away. Boom. <laughs> Step <laughs> right one. Yeah. yeah. Instant looting. Say, earlier I mentioned when you're gathered around the table with that Christmas ham from Grunhofer's, uh, I have some uh, breaking news for you. The Grunhofer's White Bear Store is now open. It's on Highway 96, 1350 Highway 96, Suite 1. Nice. Right there on 96. Uh, That's fantastic news from uh, Spencer. He's just releasing this now, and uh, people are flocking to Grunhofer's to get their Christmas meals. I hope you have done so. Uh, Call them, see if there's still time to get your Christmas ham. I have to think there might be, huh? It's a big meat market. He's got a lot of ham, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. 651-426-2800. 651-426-2800. Now, I don't know. Does that mean the phone rings in all three Grunhofer's locations or maybe just the store north of Hugo on Highway 61? I've got a good idea. Go visit them and find out. I might be heading up that way tomorrow. Okay. And if I do, I'm swinging. To the new the, one? No. Well, I could do that one, too, but I might be heading up past Spencer's, and I might have to swing in. Go check out the new one. You've been to the other two. Well, that would be right on my it's way, Chris. Maybe I would. There you go. Yeah. You can say, hey, I've been to all three. Yep. And let me tell you something. Uh, there's Hugo location, Forest Lake on 97, just east of 35, Burnsville on the service road of life near County Road 42. No, that's no, that's, that's Eco That's Eco Fun. Well, they're both up there. That's why I got confused. No, Burnsville's down there. Spencer's <laughs> at Hugo. Forest Lake, and now White Bear That's it. on Highway 96. How about Columbus? Does he have one in Columbus yet? <laughs> no, uh, Spencer's place is in Forest Lake. Ah. It is noted on Spencer's literature that it's in Forest Lake. Got it. So get to Grunhofer's for the Christmas meal. Well, you know, that week extends into New Year's That's and true. all the football playoffs and Grunhofer's is the place to be. And, yes, congratulations to Spencer and the Grunhofer's team. The new store is now open. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats at 1350 Highway 96. And I'm comfortable saying that is in White Bear Lake. Hey, everybody. It's John here, and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes. Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals. And get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 and use code GARAGELOGIC50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code GARAGELOGIC50 
At factormeals.com slash garagelogic50, you get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Not a Garage Logic town council member? Here's what you're missing. They ask people who are, quote, experts in fields to name their five favorite books about that field or whatever. And she yeah. was on that. They do that once a week. Well, that's cool. How come they didn't ask me? Well, Chris, you have to read. read. Boy, Joe and I both. <laughs> My favorite, book. Shot there. My favorite book is probably the phone book. Well, and that's interesting because they don't even produce those anymore. The new phone books are here. The new phone books are I, here. I actually still get a phone book once a year, Joe. You do own, not. It, uh, we do, but it only has businesses. It's it's all well, yellow pages. It's about that thick with just yellow pages. Well, that's that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> What's coming up on the Steve Martin. The right? Steve Martin the is the jerk, hey, yeah. Hey, the new hey, phone hey, books are here. The new phone books are here. Go behind the Scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. The earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Look at that. I love that bass. And uh, if you love Minnesota based charities. God, I'm just beautiful. Wow. I am so, I'm so clever, so clever. Then you're gonna love Minnesota Masonic Charities. I'm so clever, just to ask me. Just ask me. I'll tell you. I pat myself on the back with both hands. I'm ambidextrous. Minnesota Masonic Charities, one of the leading grant makers in the state including primary support for the University of Minnesota Masonic Children's Hospital, also the University of Minnesota's Masonic Cancer Center. Both great institutions leading the fight against cancer, which we want to stop with research on the causes, prevention, treatments, and cures. And also one of the leading cancer research institutes in the nation. Their research on the causes, prevention, detection, and treatment of cancer has helped tens of thousands of people, and they want you to learn more. They've got a beautiful campus in Bloomington. You can go to their website, mnmasoniccharities.org, to learn more about this wonderful Minnesota institution. That's mnmasoniccharities.org. Say, I know it's Christmas, and we're trying to be... uh, Christmassy? Christmassy, but... uh, Do you know that... During the last legislative session, the uh, the majority party, the Democrats, they created a program to provide free school breakfast, yes, regardless of parental income. Mm-hmm. And now we learn that it's going to cost more than expected. Oh, shocker! Because of a jump in demand, <laughs> did it not occur to them to maybe budget for an increase in demand as long as you're making it available to everyone? I mean, I can see where many people would decide to take advantage of this, no matter what what their family and, income happens to be. And the way I understand it, the lunches and the breakfasts are being provided whether the kids take part in the program or not. In case of my, my two kids, if they wanted to, they could go have breakfast at school. So in other words, wait a minute, the food's being prepared and the money's being spent, whether it's the demand is being met or not. Does that make sense? No. Yeah. And it's, are you yeah. sure about that? I'm, I'm positive because I asked my, both well, of my why kids. Don't I, why don't I stick to the story for a minute? Okay. And then we'll see where we oh, are. Oh, let's hear about his kids. What, what did they have very, for lunch? Very <laughs> when Democratic Governor Walls signed the legislation last spring, advocates said the free meals would ease stress on parents and help reduce childhood poverty while lifting the stigma on kids who rely on them. Thousands of school children who did not previously qualify 
have been getting free meals since Minnesota, just this fall, became the country's fourth state to offer universal free school meals. Republican lawmakers ejected the program as it moved through the legislature, saying it was a poor use of taxpayer dollars to subsidize meals for students whose parents could afford them. I think I'm, I'm in agreement with the Republican lawmakers. I think that's a poor idea. I want to feed the kid who can't eat unless I feed him, but I don't have to feed your kid. Right. All right. Now, what do you think the costs have risen? What do you think the number oh, is? Oh, 60%. What do you think the number is? Yeah, that's Six, a good guess. Now, give me a million total. Um, oh, 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 uh, oh, yeah, four point seven. This is for whom? This is we're feeding all the kids, Matt, in school, regardless of parental income, and we're now discovering that there's a great shortfall in the budgeting for this program. So it's statewide. Absolutely. Um, a hundred million. Well, you're on the right track. $81 million more over the next two years and $95 million more in the two years after that. It strikes me, I don't think this is hyperbole. Everything <laughs> we've followed this year, every program they've come up with, has, has we quickly have learned that it wasn't enough money. They have screwed up everything. The state office building is going to cost considerably more than they snuck right. in in the first place. Right. They can't figure out the cannabis situation. They The school lunch program is going to be, in two years from now, $100 million more than they budgeted for. The family leave program is coming in with expenses that they never anticipated. On and on and on and on. Everything they did, these adult children in the DFL, everything they've done has not has not been properly budgeted. Everything. But that doesn't matter to them. Apparently not. Because they can always go back to the taxpayer well. Until they can't. Okay, but what we're missing here is, why are we so... I don't want any kid to go hungry, and I want everybody like you feed the kids that really need it. But what this is all because of the stipulation that little Ernie... Uh, is going to be scarlet lettered because he can't afford lunch. Okay, I got a. I have a solution. So they I have a GL solution. Everybody. I have a GL solution. What? How many uh, schools in the state do you think this applies to? Should, look, just for the hell of it, should we say a thousand okay. schools? Yep. All right. Those thousand schools could each come up with a guy. Now the guy could also be a woman. Because women can be guys. Right. Okay, so a thousand schools come up with a guy, and uh, presumably a retired person. And it would be that guy's role to show up at school during lunch and just to give the cashier a nod when a kid's coming who can't pay for it and say, I got it. Boom, over. And at the end, like he's the line captain. At the end of the month, he writes a check to the school for uh, you know two hundred and twenty-two dollars or whatever. And and meantime, no kid is uh, no kid is made to feel humiliated because he has to leave his plate there because he doesn't have the money. What would that cost? It would cost nothing, and you make it a charitable donation. So it's private. You make it a charitable <clears throat> donation, so the guy doing that. Or you could even you could get a bunch of guys for each school, and they could take turns. They, hey Jim, you, I got to go to Florida next week. Will you cover for me? Got it. And and Jim takes that week. 
And they, each one of those guys at the end of the year, maybe they maybe they spent three grand each. What does he say to the guy? I got to go to Florida next week. Will you cover for me? <laughs> I don't know. Is like your the, wife going? No. This is the alley captain approach. Yes, the alley yes. captain approach. Yeah. And then at the end of the year, maybe Jim paid three grand and Bob was twenty eight hundred, and they get to deduct that as a charitable expense. And then whatever percentage of that would come off their taxes as a charitable expense, because you don't get a hundred percent of any charitable okay. donation. You only get a portion. It's a great but, idea. Now and, tell me why and, it won't work. And yeah, then you, and you, then you, it's over. And the state does not have to spend one hundred million dollars to buy overpriced food because the state's in bed with the government and the government will the federal government will work with the state government in such a way that nothing would be rational or reasonable you're going to pay too much for a carton of milk but you have you have bob sitting there and he covers the food i think it's a brilliant idea i i i take i take a i take a week it, I take now, a week. Respond to Matthew. Tell us why it won't work because you know this isn't going to work. Tell us why. You already know. I don't know why it wouldn't work. We're not capable of doing that anymore in this country, right. this, this state. This, the the school town. district wouldn't say, wait a minute, we can't have a random stranger come. No, he's a volunteer. That's that's a 1950s approach, which would have worked great then. But see, it now. Just, it's just not plausible anymore, Joe. We're not, we can't do that. Did I show you my chart of this brown Christmas? <laughs> I'm sorry, Such. I'm sorry. They? I mean, it's a wonderful, but it's rose-colored glasses. But how do they distinguish, okay, the inner-city school kids? You know that they're below the poverty level, and they're all getting the school lunches. Okay, would you agree with this statement? There has to be a better way than what these knuckleheads have come up with. Without a doubt. Yes. yes. Yeah, this is ridiculous. There's nobody, you look at these, uh, especially the urban DFLers, do you trust any of them to have any sense of fiduciary responsibility? None whatsoever. This is just this is monopoly money to them. Right. They have don't you, earn it and they don't pay for it. Yeah. They've, have you ever been in Vegas and you've already blown your allotted $1,000 and you're uh, approaching blackout drunk? And you go back, you go to the uh, ATM because you've got a good feeling about a horse race or whatever coming up. That's what the Democrats are. Only the ATM is us. Do you? That's uh, where they're at. They're just drunken spending blindly without even giving it two thoughts. And, and no governor to keep check on. I don't want to get too personal, but Kenny... Do you know somebody that that happened to in Las Vegas? <laughs> Can't even afford a cab ride from the airport oh to home. To McCarran's. <laughs> Off the air someday, I'll tell you a Vegas story. Ooh, you don't like Vegas. You're, uh, I can you're tell not, you why. <laughs> you're not going to hear any of my Vegas stories. Yeah. It's still too, yeah. The no. governor said budgeting for new programs is always tricky. But he called the free meals an investment I will defend all day. Okay, flannel shirt wearing Paul Bunyan, uh, so do we. We think it's important to feed the kids, but you uh, you have no ability to keep control of anything. Like little rich brats with wealthy parents. I, I just, 
none of them know how to budget anything, and it's not a concern, and they're joyous and happy about it. They're there's, proud of it. There's probably a lot of uh, healthy income families where both mom and dad dash out the door in the morning, and they probably thought, oh, great, now I don't have to feed the kid right. food. right. So they're taking advantage of it, and then the state pretends it's surprised because their 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 projections are false. What did they expect? Uh, guilty. Yeah. Well, you 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 stop. Don't call him a you 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 you. Well, uh, but uh, there's so many. A lot of other families. Are... Do they? Do the do the kids? Uh, the, the school your kids go to? Do they feed them breakfast? That is an option, yes. Free? Yes. I'll be damned. That is ridiculous. Nobody needs to eat. You fat little bastards don't need breakfast. (laughs) Well, no, but we, you know, that's my job in the morning is we do breakfast at our house. Give them an apple as they walk in the door or not. Breakfast. What the hell? Poo poo. Let's take a break. Maybe I'll back go with and have Johnny. some breakfast too one, one of these days. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I don't that. eat much breakfast. But if I did, but if I did, I'd have the state pay for it. He didn't even wait for us. It's time to play Love <laughs> <in> a Hardware Store. <laughs> If you really love your wife, you'll get her for Christmas this year. You'll get her a guy, what? a mechanic. Oh, well, a mechanic in a bottle, okay, Ooh. miracle in a can, a can of seafoam. Let's face it, you've been married, what, 80 years? You're out of ideas, got nothing left. Just go to the NAC hardware store, get yourself a can of seafoam, put it in your car, get your wife a can of seafoam, stuff it in the uh, stocking there, done. Next Christmas, this Christmas is over. Um, we GLers, we love this stuff that helps our engines last longer. We're last droppers. We want these things to last, and Seafoam Motor Treatment will get us get us there. It's it's the best and most easy way you can make your engine last longer. It cleans the fuel system. It's also it'll help you stay ahead of preventable engine problems. When you put it in the tank, it helps the fuel system. When you dump it in the crank, it cleans the sticky carbon deposit, makes everything shine. Shiny and happy. You can find it everywhere, not just the NAC hardware store, but virtually everywhere. I've even seen it in grocery stores. A local company with a global reach and a true champion in a world of bad gas. Seafoam. Hey, today's the day. Do you know this? Today's the day, and I don't see anything. The, the last show before Christmas, and remember, listeners used to drop off gifts, and we had bags, and... Who was the best one? And the Canadian. And the Canadian. Who's no longer with us. Really? Yeah, she died several years ago. I forget how I knew that. She was a young woman. Yeah. She lived in North Oaks. Yeah. Is there anything I can do for you, Matthew, to celebrate your birthday no, tomorrow? No, I just remember that. I'm just remembering the good old days. Well, we were just given a beautiful that gift. Was, that is a cool... Hubbard Broadcasting celebrating I know. 100 years. I've got an extra Minnesota flag that I ordered from. <laughs> Wait a minute, Alamo? Yeah. Alamo flags. Well, here's John Hyde, and he'll tell us over. about Alamo flags. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you that uh, this news and this update on Alamo flags is brought to you by North American <laughs> Banking Company. Uh, earlier we said uh, Alamo flags was closed, we thought, but it is not 
closed. Uh, Alamo, we don't know that. <laughs> Alamo Flags is still open. We got a note from our buddy Mike. Uh, Mike said as soon as he, he's a member of the council, he heard us say that, so he gave them a call, and he spoke with the owner, who says the store is open right now, and he is down there working. They're open 10 to 9 today. It's in Burnsville Center. The problem, apparently, that you had, Rook, I know you looked at the mall directory. Yeah. Well, apparently, the store has moved but the mall directory has not updated. The store so moved within the mall? Correct. There's okay. still an Alamo flag store in the Burnsville okay. Mall. It's just in a different spot than where it used to be. If I was Mr. Alamo owner, I would be running down to those directories and yeah. making damn sure that it says, yeah. we've moved. because We're open. I was ready to buy three flags. Yeah. You, you made a special trip. Well, yeah, we had other stuff to do down there, but uh, I did specifically go to Burnsville because of Alamo flags, just to see where it was. So I think the lesson we learned here today is... Don't change the flag of Minnesota! No, if you're a business owner, (laughs) what you need to do is feed rookie bad information about being closed. That way, then, you get all this advertising time on the podcast. <laughs> okay, John, the check's in the mail. You got it. No, that's, Thanks not, the the, three, that's, three not, that's not the lesson I got. Oh, okay. I've never successfully read a mall map. I, I, I well, you never, get the you are here, I, but you can't I get navigate the you are the, here. This is, <laughs> it's 1420, exactly. 1620 I get the you are here part, but then I, yeah. where's that part? Yeah, Joe. I'm, I'm not. Joe I, points I, you are here. Yep. yep. Here we there's, are. Yep. Such, there's a store in our mall in Alexandria that when you're in the mall, you have to leave the building in order to access the store. There's nothing but windows there. You've got to go outside. And come back in. Go around. Is that like crossing the river twice to get to the X? Yeah. Yeah. It's so befuddling. The uh, so the Alamo flag store is still open. It's Jesus. on the second floor. Oh, the guy's going to be sold out. Are they, they going to go specials? I'll go down there. They'll be sold out. We just sold the last one to some garage logician. <laughs> Sorry, rookie. In the news, a defendant in the two hundred fifty million dollar feeding our future fraud scheme is requesting to stand trial in another state. <gasps> oh, Jesus! Claiming a jury. Why not? Claiming a jury of Minnesotans would be biased against him. I would be. Glenn Bruder is the attorney representing Ahmed Getty. He argued in a filing yesterday that the attitude in Minnesota news media and social media circles, it's it's us, I guess, is uniformly hostile to those charged in what prosecutors have called the largest COVID-related fraud case in the United States. What are we supposed to be, receptive and loving? Right. The lawyer said specifically he would like his client's trial to be moved to the Northern District of Illinois, where he claims there is, quote, a large population who will not so readily identify with the government against the defendant. Uh... He is accused of jointly running a shell company called ASA Limited with two other defendants, Abdi Hakim Ahmed and Salim Syed, and is registering it as a federal child nutrition program meal site. They claim they were serving two to 3,000 meals to school kids seven days a week out of a St. Paul strip mall. Federal prosecutors say reimbursement documents were falsified. Over the course of a year, that company received $5 million in reimbursements for 1.6 million meals, according to the indictment. Charging documents also allege Getty purchased four cars at the time, worth a total of almost 250 grand with his cut 
of the payments. He's charged with conspiracy to commit wire fraud, wire fraud, federal program bribery, conspiracy to commit money laundering, and money laundering, 10 counts in all. You got a crack outfit there, Walsey. Mm. Just a crack outfit. Star Tribune reporting the Woodbury Police Department has joined a handful of metro area agencies using Star Chase. That's a GPS tracking system that aims to eliminate the need for high-speed chases. The system fires a sticky dart about the size of a pill bottle onto the rear of a fleeing vehicle. A GPS tag inside the dart allows authorities to track the vehicle anywhere in the U.S. It hasn't been used yet in Woodbury, but the system is installed on seven of the squad cars there. could be used to track stolen vehicles, according to Sergeant Chris Donahoe. Tracking devices typically require a warrant, but... State law was recently changed to allow police to use the trackers without a warrant on stolen vehicles. Its broader use has been limited by constitutional concerns. Police pursuits led to 432 fatal crashes in the U.S. in 2021. On average, about one police pursuit a day turned fatal for the past five years, according to the National Highway Traffic uh, Traffic Safety Administration. Kenny, I saw you're shaking your head in dismissal. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Go ahead. Well, that's great, but... You just mentioned it's a stolen vehicle. So, okay, great. They fire this thing at the car. The car gets yeah. abandoned. That The people, the bad guys, yeah. don't own the vehicle. They're fleeing the second that this thing they, crashes. Yeah. And now you're just going to cite you know, Gary Danielson from Woodbury, who had nothing to do with this in the first place. They go on to steal again. And just because the pursuit has been stopped doesn't mean that the uh, person being pursued isn't still driving like an asshat. You know, they're still doing right. 80 it's and a 30. Yeah. They're Did still this really taking... happen to Gary Danielson, Clark? Well, no, I'm just saying that that's the guy whose car was <laughs> stolen. It's not his fault. I have Wasn't a question a for John. For the Lions? Maybe. Gary Danielson? John, a question about that figure yes, about sir. people dying. Is that yes, innocence? Sir. Is that innocent people dying? Or is that the uh, it, people it driving the stolen vehicle? Yeah, it could be either. It just says they turned, the crash has turned fatal. So uh, The other thing you could do is just uh, take it off the car and throw it in the Ditch. Bingo, bingo, bongo. Take what off? The little dart they fire at you. Yeah, but these guys don't know. They're not that smart. Okay. And don't, that technology already exists with the Apple. What are those Apple sticky things that you buy 20 of them and you put them on all your personal belongings? You can track your car, your motorcycle, your wife, your mistress. You know, know what that. I'm saying? What are they called? Apple uh Trackers? Yeah, I got one on my keys, actually, so I always know where my keys are. What's it called, John? Isn't it uh, Apple, Apple Tracker? Sure. Let's go with that. Yeah. I think it's Apple I don't, Crisp. I don't know. Yeah, Apple yeah. Crisp. Yeah, you can see what <laughs> There's that... There's something I can buy and do that? Apple Crisp? Where do you yeah, get them? You, you don't want to know where she goes when you're not there. I it's don't care about her. I want, my, I want to keep my cars and oh. my keys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Forget the wife. I just want them on the cars. <laughs> yeah. No. I want to meet the guy to shake his hand and congratulate <laughs> him. I need it for my cheaters. Where are my cheaters? Yeah, I can put them on your cheaters. Yeah, that's Big a good sticker point. on the that. side. Yeah. In case I lose them. Right. <laughs> the weather causing some problems for winter activities, and now the John Beargree Sled Dog Marathon could be in trouble. Nearly the entire 300-mile race course, which starts in Duluth and winds up the north shore to Grand Portage, currently without any snow cover. So it's a brown Christmas. Probably had that before. I have some. I've got the whole history of it right here. Yeah, I, I know. I bet before in 1958 it, they didn't have that sled dog race. Mm-hmm. Before, 
40th running of the near annual races, which includes a 120-miler and a 40-miler scheduled to start January 28th. Uh, the last time, if you're wondering, that uh, John Baird race was canceled was in 2012. This year they will make a decision on January 2nd. 2012. Let me look at the chart. That on the brown Christmas list? It's called uh, the. Uh, that was a uh, only a one to three inch snow depth on that in 2012, partially huh. partially brown Christmas. It's called an Apple Air Tag. You can buy a four there pack for seventy eight ninety nine. Huh. I got nothing worth that to save, so I'm not going to worry. About it. Apple Air Tag. Data from the Minnesota Department of Employment and Economic Development shows Minnesota added about 9,500 jobs from October to November, marking the fifth month of growth. Minnesota jobs grew at 0.3% on a seasonally adjusted basis in the last month, compared to 0.1% nationally. State's unemployment rate went down to about one-tenth of a percentage point to 3.1% in November, still lower than the national average of 3.7%. Body of Press reporting, and uh, well, Joe, as a St. Paul resident, perhaps you could verify this. It's taken more than two months of overtime work on Saturdays, but St. Paul Public Works says they patched potholes on all of St. Paul's streets before the season's first major snowfall. Public Works They've done director. a fine job, John. They've done a fine job. You know where I noticed that they did? Uh, when we take our little road down there. Mm-hmm. That one was really bad. Everything's Crossing fine. that bridge. Everything's wonderful. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. okay. St. Paul Public Works Director Sean Kershaw said it was a big accomplishment. We did go up and down every street in the city as part of the... What are you yucking it up for? I just gave directions like my wife. You know that? We take that road down the there. The bridge over there. <laughs> take his, what kind of car did you take? We, the red one? It's green. Yeah. I will say this about this Kershaw. He's come up a number of times throughout the years. He, does. he yep. seems like a stand-up guy. He, he takes whatever grief he's willing to stamp up front and take it. Uh-huh. Well, that's unusual for a city employee. Yeah, true. St. Paul Public Works patches potholes year-round and continues to respond to pothole complaints into winter using a pliable cold mix, though that approach, which lacks the adhesive asphalt cement, is less reliable or permanent than using hot mix during the warmer seasons. It's not even worth it. Sean Kershaw and I have emailed each other for about six months trying to get together for a breakfast or a lunch, and we just... Something always fails. Wow, yeah. you guys are busy. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Where are we going to go? <laughs> I don't know. What are you going to have? I don't know. What are you going to have? In uh, Nashville, <laughs> I hear you like a good sausage patty. Oh. I seem to remember that. Yeah. In uh, international and national news, the Wall Street Journal reporting what it calls good economic news. The personal consumption expenditures price index fell 0.1% in November from the previous month. The first decline since April of 2020. In, uh, excluding food and energy prices, the index up 0.1% on the month, same as in October. On a six-month annualized basis, core inflation eased to 1.9%, suggesting the Fed is well on its way to reaching its target goal. You know, Brian Mature has an interesting point via the Garage Logic Town Council about the food fraud, food fraud trial possibly being moved. Derek Chauvin was denied in the request for his trial to be moved for a fair trial. Wouldn't it be interesting if this trial actually does get moved? Hmm. That's an interesting take. Mm-hmm. We are still 10 months from the presidential election, but a lot of news leading that way. A new poll from American Research Group has the Republican primary New Hampshire getting even closer. Donald Trump now shows 33% of the voters would vote for him on the Republican side 
29% for Nikki Haley. Chris Christie is the only other candidate in double figures at 13%. 12% list themselves as yet undecided. It's going to be silly to have there be a primary because he's going to run anyway. He's not backing down. Is Christie uh, clinically obese because he eats too much or is he got a thyroid problem? He lost some weight, but I think he's gained it all back. Yeah. He's gained a lot of it back. I just well, think he's gained the maybe, huh, Rook? Yeah. Or as Pat would say, it. why do I have to call it morbidly? Is it not insulting enough <laughs> that I'm referred to as obese? <laughs> then President Trump personally pressured two Republican members of the Wayne County Board of Canvassers in Michigan not to sign the certification of the 2020 presidential election. All of this in a new tape that has come out. The phone call, which also involved Republican National Committee Chairwoman Rona McDaniel, uh, on the call tape, November 17, 2020, Trump tells Monica Palmer and William Hartman, the two GOP Wayne County canvassers, they'd look terrible if they signed the documents after they first voted in opposition and then later in the same meeting voted to approve certification. McDaniel, a Michigan native and leader of the Republican Party nationally, said at another point in the call, if you can go home tonight, do not sign it. We'll get you attorneys, to which Trump added, we'll take care of all of that. The moves from Palmer, Hartman, and Trump, had they been successful, threatened to throw the statewide certification of Michigan's 2020 election into doubt. The revelation of the contents of the call with the former president comes as he faces four counts of criminal conspiracy to defraud the United States and its voters of the rightful election outcome. A Republican member of the House suggested in an interview that Russian spies have compromised, uh, have compromising tapes of some of his GOP colleagues in bed. Now, uh, this fellow is known on occasion. Just randomly with, sleeping? Well, no, uh, Rook. Uh, in fact, they're with Russian spies, according to him. Huh. Representative Tim Burchett, a Republican lawmaker from Tennessee, made the comments in an interview yesterday with podcast host Benny Johnson. He asked the congressman to elaborate on previous claims he had made about his co-workers who are personally uh, compromised. Burchett answered, and this is a quote, the old honeypot. The Russians do that. I'm sure members of Congress have been caught up. Why in the world would good conservatives vote for crazy stuff if not? He elaborated on how he thinks his colleagues have become compromised by foreign spies describing a situation where a member of Congress is at a bar approached by what he calls a very attractive man or woman who laughs at all their jokes. Yes, sir, Mr. Sutra. I have a question, John, about the Epstein list of 150 names. <laughs> You're yes, sir. Why? The same thing I am. Who are the three that don't, they're blocked out. They don't get, have to be revealed. Three, yeah. How yeah. high do you I have to be up in the world? Well, where you're, based upon your political co campaign contributions, I believe. I don't know what it is, but there are three that we're not going to reveal. We're going to reveal uh, the other 147 of you. I don't yeah. understand that. And Chris, I think you're going to see both sides of the list. No, so that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If you donated you know, X amount, you're going to be good to go. You'll well, be well <laughs> who is the recipient of this money? Both sides of the political aisle. I, I, uh, I think Everybody. you're being. I, I think you're being. Uh, you want to put money on that? You're probably being correct. I, okay. I'm not sure <laughs> of the point you're making, Chris. So they will be on the list, or they no? That, that whoever the top three donors were, are, is, I was making a joke. I see. Yeah, and they will. Okay. So you think okay. just being a big donor would keep you off that list? Seems to work in other areas of life. Yeah. I think. I think you're going to see a lot of big donors on the list. It sounds like anyway, but no, but it doesn't matter what it, what's revealed. Everyone's going to believe what they want to believe anyway, right? Oh well, I, yeah. I well, you can so. bet you can bet there are some uh, people who will track down who the three 
blocked yeah. out names are. But the moral here is, seems like everybody's been compromised. Everybody mm-hmm. but me. Bill, what if your I, name comes I'm, up on that list? I'm willing to be compromised. Yeah. I'm willing to I be compromised. I wasn't, I was never there. You were there more often than anybody. You were there more often than Epstein. Yeah. I was just got it to go. You had your own key. <laughs> yes, I just got it to go. Yeah. Uh, Burchett is Very finishing fast. up. His, we got to take a break, honest. Johnny, for... Uh, okay, let me finish his story, yeah. okay? Finish yeah. his thought. He's well known on Capitol Hill for his humor, uh, so nobody's really sure if he was serious about this, although he sounded very serious about it. Uh, He says, next thing you know, you're in the motel room with them naked, and the next thing you know, you have to make a key vote. So It really does happen fast, doesn't it? It does. (laughs) Yes, sir. Let's let's take a sports timeout with Patrick. Every... Every time. Every time. Every time. Never. <laughs> Pat? Yes, sir. Couple, <laughs> couple of nice victories last night over two original teams, the Canadiens and the Lakers. Yes, how about that? They aren't the Lahabatons of your youth. but No, uh, they aren't. They are, uh, they're uh, okay. And any win when you don't have half your team and you got the big rooski going now, that's, uh, mm-hmm. I was whining about three on three the other day. And since then he scored two, three on three goals to win games for them. So uh, I did not know until last night, do you cut down to three on three halfway through the five minutes? No, it's three on three from when they dropped the puck. Well, it was four on four until they pulled. A, they pulled a goalie. No, no. In overtime, it was four on four, and then about halfway through overtime, they, they went to three on three. Four on three. If there was a carry over penalty, it might have been four on three. But it, it was. Mm-hmm. I'm with you, Joe. I saw four on four until two thirty-five left in the. I'm looking yeah. it up. Yeah. NHL. I was very surprised, Pat. And anyway, the other problem oh, is they I just have... don't shoot. Oh, I got a thing. What if they, uh, if they, uh, if the goal, if there's a penalty, can the goalie come out of the net like he does in the regular, you know, I don't know. There were no penalties in overtime. Well, then you're both wrong and you've been (laughs) both been smoking dope. (laughs) Smoking dope. Yep. Uh, You were both on the dope. dope. Uh, meanwhile, across town, we got to find out if uh, Carl Anthony is hurt or not because he's been playing awfully well, and uh, they would hate to lose him. But they uh, beat the Lakers. Now, LeBron took the night off, but uh, you can't really call him a wussy since he averages about 38 minutes a game and plays almost all of them. So, I heard from a young fellow that he didn't play based on what his doctor is advising him. Because to, uh, of his age. Because he cut back a little bit, huh? Yeah. Plus, he's also announced that if he got a chance to see his son, Bronny, yep. the kid who had a cardiac problem, he'd probably take the night off and go watch the Southern Cal play or something. Well, so, LeBron was here last night. Yeah, yeah, he he was. He just he, he, They played the night before. So. Yeah. But, Patrick, I had a mini tirade to Johnny. He was the only person that heard this uh, yesterday when we discovered LeBron was going to play. If these guys want to do the scheduled night off, that's fine, but you need to do it for home games. Because I feel bad for the guy that bought tickets at a ridiculous price to bring his kid to come watch LeBron. 
in most years you would, but now people are actually buying tickets to watch the Timberwolves, so it's not a true big problem. That's you true. That the, when your home team is uh, twenty-one and six, you probably won't get many complaints, right? And they have yet to lose two in a row. Yes, that that is a pretty good uh, streak to maintain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like I like the new coach. I'm not the new coach. He's not new anymore. But I like Finch a lot. He's uh, he's a realist. He says, um, you know, we had periods where we drifted off and made it harder than we should have, <laughs> including the last two minutes when they had the game won, and all of a sudden they let D'Lo throw in a couple of threes. And it isn't over yet. So uh, I just think that uh, I've said it before. They 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 have too many coaches, just like the NFL. <laughs> they only have six. I saw they six last six night. Six coaches. Utah has nine. Oh my word! Utah has uh, nine. I don't know if they run a separate bus for the coaches or what the hell they do, but uh, nine. So I I've solved tell you. the. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say I've solved the NHL overtime problem. It's always three on three, but if there's a uh, penalty at the end of regulation time, which there was last night, then it's four on three, and the penalized player gets to come in once he's ready. So he came back in. It was four on four, and then the first stoppage of play, it reverts back to three on three. Okay. Come out of the box. First whistle. Uh, Correct. Out of the box. They're not going to make you play three on two. So they, they, you know. Because if you got what happens if you get two penalties? Can they? Uh, what, what do they do then? Are they going to make you play three on one or something? That'd be a little hard, wouldn't it? Would it be a little hard? You so don't all, g- all overtimes are four on four. No, no. All overtimes no. are three on three. Three on three. Three on three. Yeah. There's just what never a good time to go to the box, you know, no. and feel shame. <laughs> no. Yes, you feel shame. I got to tell you, sir, I had the one of the. Great moments in my newspaper reading career last night. Yep. So I was trying to come up with a way to demean the quick lane bulb beyond just saying, <laughs> what a stupid idea. But so I looked up, I went back and had, had somebody send me the clips from the first Rose Bowl that the Gophers went to in 1960. Yep. And from the star, from the star, the tribute. And the the plethora, the cascade, the avalanche of tidbits and Minnesota connections that the great man came up with is unbelievable. Yeah. There aren't two graphs that isn't quoting somebody who moved out there 20 years ago. Right. <laughs> he, knows, he knows what they all did. One of his is... One of his is the Gophers are going to go to the Dinosaur Shore Show, and they're going to have a, per, a meet and greet. You can call it a meet and greet with George Goebel, who is a close friend of Sid Freeman from Northfield, Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an overwhelming avalanche of these things. It's incredible. Oh, I bet he gathered up some tidbits. Oh, oh. God, it was unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, and it, on little scrapping pieces of paper. There was yeah. no tape recorder then. <laughs> him, if I, I would like to see him typing away, flying that stuff, flying <laughs> all over. It was, it was. I used a few of the good ones, but uh, it was. Uh, there's there were a hundred of them in three days. So can we expect Patrick something like and uh, Gary uh, Wilson who moved from uh, Robbinsdale <laughs> yeah, to <know>. Detroit. <laughs> There's some guy who used to work at the Tribune who was a songwriter 
who wrote a song about the Rose Bowl and the and the guy <laughs> and the guy who played it on the organ used to be an organist at a Minneapolis theater. <laughs> it was I'm the wife. Katie was on the computer next to me, and I was in there laughing, looking at my computer. And she's, "What are you laughing about?" Are they I'm having a, a quick lane bowl parade, like a Rose Bowl Day parade? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we. Uh, I don't think. We, I don't think we. Are you been there? How would oh. I know? You're the. You're the veteran. <laughs> That's true. I'm trying to see uh, if it can work next week, but I don't think it's going to line up for me to be able to attend. Was it called the quick lane when you went? Oh heavens, yes, yes. This is the bowl in Detroit. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Pat, I have a I have a quick question. Just going back to the Sid thing, when you involved uh, the DA, did did she share in the same joy, or were you just dismissed as oh it was just stupid Sid stuff? Uh, I didn't even share with her. I didn't bother. Okay, you just told her what you were laughing at. Okay. I know she was too focused on her Mahjong or whatever the hell she plays on the computer 12 hours a day. You know, a bunch of stuff jumping around the screen in there. No, she, I, just, I just explained to her that Sid's tidbits were somewhat hilarious. And, you know, you brought this up before. Silent. Joe, you brought this up recently, actually. The word dope, when used by sports writers in 1960, is fabulous, right? That, made, that meant dope. information. Inside dope. Yep. How did it become? Now, now first of all, the, the sports writers absconded with it because dope always meant you were an idiot, right? Right. No, now, no, dope. Uh, Dick Cullum used the yeah. word dope to mean information. Yes, I know he did, but. In its in its real definition, isn't it? You're stupid. Yeah, it? you're a dope. Yeah. But then, so how did it become knowledge? And then, of course, it became uh, drugs. I don't know. I don't know I don't how know. marijuana <laughs> became dope. <laughs> no, you know, a lot of great words have been absconded with by modern, uh, you know, like gay. You know, you used to be a gay. Uh, it was a gay celebration. It was a gay time yeah, we right. had last night at the dance. John, we now are gay apparel. Yeah. <laughs> yes, right. It's the rainbow and stuff. It, and, and it was stolen away, and now dope. I think that's another word that got stolen. Dope. Yeah. What about the old term for a cigarette? Well, you can't use that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, they still use it in Britain, though, I think. Britain, yeah, Great Britain. They have a completely uh, different definition of that. Are you going to take a nice, uh, slow Christmas weekend here? I am, uh, what do we got? We got the uh, the grandkids on Christmas Eve and then some a couple of people over on Christmas Day. But, yeah, we won't do much. I'm. Uh, I will uh, probably watch our Vikings. Do we uh, now the hockey game? The hockey team they take the weekend. Uh, they they the NHL holds Christmas sacred, right? Yeah, I think their next it. game is the no tomorrow, and then they play on the twenty seventh for the Wild. Yeah, they play Boston tomorrow at home. Ooh, Boston will be in a bad mood after uh, losing that one. That's Isn't right. That weird. You know what's weird? You know who the uh, the uh, Timberwolves play on the thirtieth? Huh. The Lakers. Oh boy. The Lakers are coming back. Why do they come back to town? I don't get it. I don't know. I don't get it. I, I hope they boo the hell out of Marshawn. 
I, I, that guy Ooh. just drives me absolutely oh, crazy. You know, you know how arrogant he is. When Matthew lived in Boston, he lived a stone's throw away from him, and daily mm-hmm. he would park his avalanche and whatever his Cadillac Escalade. It was green, and he would park it in the same no parking zone. He gets ticketed every day, and he just <laughs> he just he doesn't give a crap. He just that's where he parks. <laughs> Well, it's, it's kind of like uh, Rudy Gobert, uh, you know, given the, knowing he's going to get fined $50,000, but he rips the officials in a calm way uh, anyway. But did you see what Rudy did? He gave a, a $50 gift certificate to every usher at the uh, oh, wow. center. That's nice. Did wow. it last year, too. They distributed to him. So, uh, well, that's nothing. Patrick know. Mahomes just bought each one of his offensive linemen their own golf cart. Oh, oh really? Yeah. 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 Rook, what did we get from the mayor this year? Thank you. Uh, distress. Warm, warm, warmest warm personal regards. regards. <laughs> a hearty handshake and a salute. Well, you're all going to no, get a roll. He gave us, he gave us, yeah. Patty gave us one of these. The okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, you don't come in. How's he get, well, yeah, actually, Reavers and Ricky are in there, but, you know, Johnny, I mean, it's kind of like we're not here. That's right, yeah, Pat. I can't be hauling or, gifts up north. Yeah. Patrick, all he me. has to do is go down to the credit union and, uh, make a deposit. Deposit 20, deposit <laughs> 25 bucks or something. Yep. Pat, uh, Merry <laughs> Christmas. I'll talk to you next week. One, one more thing. All right. Gifts. I have a very fine delivery guy for the morning, for the weekday, Monday through Friday. The yep. paper's there at 3.30. Oh, my word. So I put the envelope out on the front steps with strip delivery written on it. Yep. You think the guy got it? It's gone. No. But you think somebody else wandered down the street about 2.30 in the morning and grabbed it? No, I yes. think the equivalent of Ingy. Uh, the postal guy probably nabbed it from me and said, "Yeah, I got this." Well, yeah, it could have been the the uh, Amazon guy. Could have Our guy sends us a Christmas card with his address in about size fifteen type capital letters. <laughs> mm-hmm. So does this guy of mine, but I uh, of course lost it. So. But Jogan, so you could just probably buy your guy a gift certificate to get a couple roller dogs, right, down at the SA. Well, I, I, yeah. I might even have to give up the papers; they don't come anyway. <laughs> Jeez, that's uh, my my guy's there at three in the morning. It's unbelievable. My guy on Sundays is there usually by noon. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, you know, my only problem is the guy who uh, when the, the Vikings have a night game, and sometimes it's a little late. Before you go, maybe we should just have a battle of the carols. Uh, We've done that. Okay. We've done okay. that. Okay. 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 Not in the spirit of it. Okay. Years we were much younger and in better voice. That's right. In 24 hours, those brats are going to be opening up their presents. <laughs> I'll see you later. See you later. All right. Bye. Happy New Year. Yeah, you Happy too. Merry New, New Year. Year. Happy yes. New Year. Yes, Merry New Year. Uh, North American Banking Company. When you're looking to make a deposit for your entire staff, choose the best. 
North American Banking Company. Six locations to serve you. My location's in Roseville, but you can also see them at 50th and France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their new location in Maple Grove. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank. They are also locally owned and operated. Here's why that's a big deal. That means loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. They don't send those out of state. So this helps business owners solve problems quickly and expand their business with confidence. North American Banking Company deals with numbers every single day, but you, yes, you are never going to be one of them. So check them out online today, nabankco.com. That's nabankco.com to learn more. And thank you again to North American Banking Company for your participation in the Garage Logic podcast. North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender. That's the wrong one. Yeah. Why does it keep God. doing that? Oh, man. That sounded good, though, didn't it? No. Let's try this one. There we go. You got to open the garage first. Could have an uh, open garage door in Christmas. Garage door opener? Uh, we're getting our wigwam out in the backyard Christmas Eve. I don't know what that means. What is that? This outdoors seating area. we got a little fire table in there, outdoor heating. <laughs> Pull up some um, outdoor chairs and some blankets. You know what you could have at that gathering? Harmony Spirits. Uh, Quick mention of our fine friends at Harmony Spirits, Harmony, Minnesota. I'm fully behind that empty bottle. I was just going to ask. That thing was polished off pretty much right Uh, away. It was Thanksgiving. It was the the hit of Thanksgiving. The barrel-aged bourbon rookie took care of that bottle uh, quickly. But I do want to make... Not by myself, though. Good. I do want to make mention very quickly. uh, They've been a a supporter of the Weekly Scramble and Garage Logic throughout the years. And a quick shout-out to all of the local liquor stores and businesses that are GL-owned. That picked up Harmony Spirits over the course of this year. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten emails from people. It's so thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, continuing to support the Harmony Spirits brand by name. Uh, HarmonySpirits.net is their website uh, and continued success in 2024. Joe, what? Hi, hi, how are you? Hey, it's GL a- owned? Did you say yeah. GL owned? Yeah, I got a great note from a guy that owns a spot in Victoria that he listens to GL and he picked up Harmony just because. He wants oh, to support them for supporting that. the podcast. Oh, wow. It's really cool. Yeah. Very cool. Neat. Did you guys read about the uh, the do- uh, the dog theft story yeah, in the familiar. Star Tribune? I am familiar with that. Mm-hmm. I hadn't read it, but it was recommended to me by staff members to read okay. it. Officials on, it's a Paul Walsh piece. Officials on Thursday identified a man who was shot to death. Earlier this week in Minneapolis, as the person who was charged with stealing five French bulldog puppies from a home south of the Twin Cities and holding the pricey pooches for ransom. Mm. So he, 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 took, he kidnapped the dogs. Yeah. Mikhail D. Patton, 37, of Minneapolis, was shot multiple times early Tuesday in the 900, early Tuesday evening, in the 900 block of North Newton Avenue and died at the scene, according to the Hennepin County Medical Examiner. Police have announced no arrests or addressed a possible motive. Nor is there any information, or nor is there any immediate word on whether Patton's death is connected to the dogs. 
Officials found Patton dead in an SUV, according to a search warrant affidavit police filed in court Thursday seeking permission to collect evidence from the vehicle. Video surveillance from across the street showed the SUV arriving and parking. The affidavit said several gunshots and muzzle flashes were picked up on video coming from inside the vehicle. Hmm. But then the, uh, the driver got out of the vehicle and fled on foot. And another male walked up to the front passenger door and shot as well. I, I'm, I'm, I'm puzzled. Well, they're trying to get How away. How many people were in the van? Well, like two were... to start with. The driver left after you. Was it like clowns coming out of a Volkswagen? <laughs> driver got out of the vehicle and fled on foot, and another male walked up and started shooting. About two weeks ago, a warrant was issued for the arrest of Patton, who's charged in Goodhue County District Court with felony theft in connection with him abducting the dogs December 2nd from a Cannon Falls home. The dogs are platinum French bulldogs known as Fluffies. They're worth 15 grand each. Fluffies. Whoa. Fluffies. What did I say? Yeah, you I said, said Fluffies. I was just... I was just yeah. yeah. Cannon Falls Police Chief Jeff McCormick said Thursday that his department has no word on the fate of the puppies. I've never paid 15K for a Fluffy. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> or a dog either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, said Thursday that his department has no word on the fate of the puppies whose well-being is tied to being near their mother. Hmm? The dogs are owned by <clears throat> Vanessa Taylor. Taylor disclosed on Facebook that her puppies were two weeks old at the time they were stolen, and Jennifer Miller was caring for them as a whelper. What? A W-H-E-L-P-E-R. A, a fluffy whelper. and a whelper? That's right. Kenny, how much for a whelper? Well, that's significantly less. That's a different deal. <laughs> uh, Get Miller into a told, whelper uh, for 50 bucks. Miller, no, Miller is the woman caring for the dogs as a whelper. She's the whelper. She told the coppers that Patterson, I'm sorry, Patton took the dogs as she slept. She said Patton was staying at her house because he didn't have anywhere else to go. Which, which presupposes that they might have at least known each other. Right. It's unlikely the guy knocked on the door and said, you know, you got any room in the inn? How you doing there? Yeah. I got nowhere to be, you know. Come on. In exchange for taking him in, she accepted his officer to look after the puppies. All right. She said Who's she heard Patton get, she, she said she heard Patton get up about 9 a.m. and enter the puppy's room. Miller said she awoke about 90 minutes later and saw that Patton and the dogs were gone. Ooh. Okay. Can we stop for a second? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 90 minutes after 9 a.m., 10.30. You're 10:30. reading my mind. Yeah. You're reading my yeah. mind. These I've were gotta, some people who slept late. I've got to be on my death. I went to bed last night at 1 a.m. I still got up at 5. Yep. Yeah. You're running on four hours, uh, huh? Strangely, when I first read the story this morning, my exact thought was, what the hell? What's she still doing? Well, it sounds like they don't have any jobs to get to. Well, well she raises puppies, apparently. Right, big money puppies. Well, this is just the whelper who was sleeping in, not the owner of the dog. Oh, it's the whelper. This was the whelper sleeping in. Making himself That's quite comfortable, point. huh? Taylor, 
Taylor would be the owner of the dogs. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. She contacted police a day later and said Patton posted a photo on social media and wrote about hustling for money, the complaint said. But Patton is the guy who died in the shooting in Minneapolis. On right. Newton Avenue, it's between 55 and Plymouth Avenue. Right. 900 block <laughs> of North Newton. He died, but it sounds like there were numerous people involved all shooting. Mm. Yeah. And the cops have no uh, leads. No leads. Nothing to go on. Do you, nor do we know where the puppy, where are the fluffies. Yeah. What is is it? The movie called Burn After Reading, where everything was weird and confusing, and it was with uh, what's his name, Clooney, Brad, and Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt and, I'm not sure of that movie. That was not a very good movie. That was a Coen Brothers movie, I think. Wasn't yeah, it? but there was all these weird twists with these semi sketchy people and. Yeah. But the fact that after the guy had been shot, yeah. some other dude comes up and plugs him a couple times for yeah. good measure. Yeah. And don't think I won't. And where are the dogs? I don't know. They're, they're, I think what's five times 15? 60? 65? 75. 75. There's 75,000 worth of dogs missing here. $75,000 wow. worth of fluffies are missing. Uh, first of all, I'm not assigning blame to anybody but everybody here needs a, a deep, let's just go a deep background investigation on all of these yeah, people yeah. from the owners all the way down to the kennel cleaner and everybody else well the circle of purchasers at that price would be rather small wouldn't you think let's look at all of the purchasers all the potential buyers yep but i think this is either the start or the end of a novel <laughs> At least it would be a chapter. Mm-hmm. It would be something that would be fun to be a chapter. And it'd be like chapter 13, you call it The Puppies. Who's that guy in uh, Florida that you guys love so well? Bob something. Randy Lee, uh, Randy Wayne White. Yeah, no, Bob Swagger. This, uh, this seems oh, like Bob a case Swagger. for Swagger. Well, first yeah. of all, uh, Bob Lee Swagger has nothing to do with Florida. Florida. And yeah. the author is Stephen Hunter. Yeah. But I see swagger on the case here. Uh, okay. Okay, Kenny. You never read one of his books, have you, Kenny? No, he hasn't. <laughs> Something about assassin or shooting, yep, a right. sniper. Uh, Do you a want sniper. Billy Stein's Christmas lyric that he submitted to the Garrison Keeler Christmas lyric contest? Of course sure. I do. Yeah. Uh, Christmas is special for Joe. Well, he doesn't mean me. He said some other Joe. Christmas is special for Joe. It's the birth of our Savior, you know. He asked Santa for cash, but his date gave him a rash, so it's off the R-ho-ho. That's his lyric. All right. Merry Christmas. Garage Logic Spring is progressing well. There is no ice on the main basin of Cedar Lake in Aiken County. I believe that's Aiken County, or it's Crow Wing County in the town it's of Aiken. Aiken County. Whatever. Uh, there's no uh, there's no ice on Billy's Lake in the main part of the lake. Hmm. There is ice on the not the main part. What about of the Ripple? Lake. Check on Ripple, Billy. What, what's Ripple? Ripple, it's a lake. Only because they come to us all the way from. Uh, it where is, are it's we? Legit. Because the man's had their cabin on Ripple Lake. There's a transsexual that lives up there in the Aiken area that... uh, Former deacon? Caused a guy to uh, give it a a second uh, glance and a head scratch. In Aiken? I'm just sitting there one day minding my own business at a stoplight, and I think it's 210 and 169. 
And uh, I, that was two years ago. I still haven't recovered. Yeah. So were you, uh, were you approached? No, I was... I'll say he was crawling. <laughs> I was... I was in my car or my truck, and I was just sitting there waiting for the light Anything to turn. Anything you want. Dude, he goes stomping by, and I uh, I start looking around, and I look at the people in the vehicle right next to me, and they were laughing their heads off at me because obviously they're familiar with this gal, yeah, and they thought my my that be a. It'd kind of be a tough town to be a transit. Yeah, fact, That's what I'm thinking. I believe it's the a crowd. Small community. That crowd of people that knew Kenny was saying, 23, 23. And I asked Billy about this, and he was saying, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's you know, old Frank. Well, maybe it's, a, maybe it's a well-loved character in town. I think, it, yeah, she probably might might be. Yeah, uh, only she because use a Mister uh, razor, maybe some shaving cream. Only, only because they come to us all the way from like Lake Las Vegas, Nevada, from the traveling today at the airport. The airport was really busy today, and I get approached to ask a lot of directions. And uh, somebody said, "Excuse me, can you tell me where's the security line?" And I looked at the lady, and she had a full-on mustache. And I, uh, I tried. You mean I a tried real mustache? Uh, she had like hairs coming out of her, and it was not just one or two. It was a, it was a, it wasn't a, um, you know, full like what's his name? I occasionally will see a woman who appears to be wearing the glasses and the fake nose. Really? You know, you ever see that look? <laughs> like I, the Groucho Marx. Yeah, the Groucho Marx. Say the secret white, and you get a hundred dollars. But it's real. I mean, those. It's real. She it's walking around Highland? No, I think I saw her on the news. Oh, she came up to you and said, "It's time to play Love in a Hardware Store." I think a lot of this is done for the shock value, uh-huh. and the key is to not act shocked. You just talk to them like, you know, they're not super crazy weird, right? Or Thomas. Who that? Well, yeah, okay, who dat? Now, and I, I don't mean this as, as <laughs> weird or anything, but up here in the Northwoods, yeah. I don't live in the Northwoods, I live in uh, Andover, there, there are many businesses that have obvious transsexuals working. Yeah. No, that's not true where you guys are? I, I don't know. Um, I don't I ask. Some, you know, yeah, it's just, Does Andover have a downtown? No. John, I don't, uh, I, I, I think that's common. That's fine. I don't. Well, yeah, uh, I think that's very common at sure. this point. What is, and I'm, I'm not, I don't mean this to be funny because it's serious. Why are, so many people getting, why are so many people getting hit by cars in the northern metro? It got bad street lights. Is that why? No, I mean bad. Uh, the, the roads are, are too wide, and and, and uh, you can't get it's across. It's terrible. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, the, can I, can, you know, as long as we're interrupting Joe continuously, let me add to that. Yeah. I'm glad Up this here, isn't the last show of the year. Right. Where I live, we don't have many street lights there and no sidewalks. And people take walks in dark clothing. There, there you are. There it is. I would want to be you, well If you drive more than 15 miles an hour around your windy streets up in Andover, you might hit somebody pretty easily. Gotcha. Yeah. All, All right. right, Joe. I think The roommate uh, um, on a weekly basis um, <laughs> comes in contact with a customer that's a transsexual. And the roommate is the only one that doesn't give the, the transsexual pause or say something or act outraged. So much so that the uh, tranny actually said to her one day, you, you you seem pretty cool with all of this. And she said, well, I'm from Minneapolis. I see this all the time. Mm-hmm. But the rubes that work alongside well, the roommate, a gog. 
Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> they, they, yeah. Who, who used to call? We had a trans fan of the show. Paula. 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 Yeah. It was Paul and Paula. And that did she sell TVs? I don't know. I think she worked at a department store, if I remember. All right. Only. You know, my kid has a basketball gear tonight. Who's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm done, Joe. Go ahead. Only. I think I am too. Rookie, got anything else for me? Yeah, I got to tell you about Zero Res, 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. Oh, yeah, you go ahead. You're good. I'll yeah, I was wondering if I could get the time in the town. Only you... because they come to us all the way from Lake, Lock Ve- Lake, Lake, Lake Las Vegas, Nevada. Sure. Where, from the Traveling Lands. And uh, Matt, uh, Tom Lyman uh, shares your birth date. Oh, I forgot that my birthday is tomorrow. Can you imagine that? I could have been driving you nuts all show, but I really forgot about it. Oh, hey, uh, you guys are back on the air. Appreciate it. It was on this day. December 22nd. In in 1858. That's a long time ago. The Reverend Edward D. Neal officiated at the dedication of the first House of Hope Presbyterian Church mm. building, a chapel that stood on Walnut Street between Oak and Pleasant Avenues in St. Paul. Okay. The congregation moved in 1869 to a church at Fifth and Exchange Street, and then in 1914 to that uh, beautiful, beautiful church on Summit, Summit Avenue. Avenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, very lovely church. Yes. It's, hmm. That's House of Hope Presbyterian. But is that the one that... They're they, them and the Catholics. I've seen the... Di- there ain't no difference. But is that the one where they have the, the gardens out front? Yes. I and, wish that we had... I, I wish that was nice grass. I, I don't care for the gardens. Well, it's a... It's a wow. uh, I think it's a... Uh, I like that Houses of the Holy song by Led Zeppelin. <laughs> I think it's an effort, Matt, to to create uh, food for food banks. And... Okay, gotcha. You know what the church is saying on your observation of grass versus, uh, what is it, uh, gardens? Yes. Mm-hmm. Noted. Noted, okay. They, Thank you. Noted that. And that, that's all we accomplished on this day in this that's state. It. They had it. The state was preparing for Rookie's birthday. Yeah. The state was getting ready for Christmas, and that was 1858. That was the year of our statehood. You wouldn't know that from the new flag, but that's that was the year of our statehood. Yeah. So yeah, they'll never down. know if we're in peril. No, you can't even fly the new flag upside down, and we're in distress. I wonder if you can get that new flag at... Alamo, Alamo flag in flag. Burnsville. Well, it exists. Yeah. Yes, it's in the Burnsville yeah. Mall, second floor. Yeah, I can't wait to talk to him. What if I wanted to clean my floors? What? You'd call zero rest. Why would you say such a thing? You know that already, Reavers. 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. And before we close out the show, let me tell you about the Rookie Special. Get three rooms zero resified starting at just $129. Dirt and dander hiding in your air ducts. This month, take 75 bucks off when you get your air ducts zero res clean. What's their history? Well, 17,000 reviews. You should check them out, and you'll be very educated. 4.9 rating on Google. They stand behind everything they do. They have the zero-res, gotta-love-it guarantee. Uh, zero-res is safe and effective. I use them. Everybody I know uses them. And you can get three-room zero-resified starting at just 129 bucks. And again, 75 bucks off this month for your air ducts. Call 
952-0-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z, or go online to zeroresminnesota.com. Tell them you want the I am uh, timing my commercial to 59-second special. Now tell them you want the rookie special. 952-0-Res, spell it forward or backwards, spells the same. Zero res. I'm a little disappointed in you. Why? It's customary that on this day, the last GL show before Christmas, you wear your birthday boy sweater. Oh, I'm calling that out tomorrow. I didn't. Shoot. You know what? We might have to cancel Christmas. What do you think? I've got an assignment for you. Oh, (laughs) That I'll tell you uh, off the air. For real? Does the council get to take part? Yes. Speaking of the council... Rookie's not going to like the fact that the council takes part, but they're going to take part. Give the gift of Garage Logic via the town council this holiday season. you still got time. Ross says he will take your orders up until Christmas Day. That's right. That's nice. Also, sign up for Garage Logic on YouTube, where we are providing daily content for you. What else? And when you're sitting around all hammered on Christmas Eve, check out our YouTube page, Garage Logic. You can subscribe for free. <laughs> Christmas chat? Christmas chat.